Oops, hello. Hey, man. Hi. I'm good. How are you? Are you? Am I on speaker right now? I don't think so. I think it just answered normally. It says speaker off. Cool. Maybe it only does it when there's multiples. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, weird, right? Yeah. Unless they finally have fixed it. It could be that too. I don't know of any updates, but I don't have the phone app. Phone boy. Oh no! I dropped my sausage. You dropped your sausage? Yeah, out of the freezer. Oh. Getting ice. What kind of uh, what kind of whiskey did you end up getting? Uh, larceny. Ah, the same. The good stuff. It's a good mid range. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I'm not. It's not an eight dollar bottle. Right. <laughs> it's not a fifty dollar bottle. But Is I it? can't afford to be spending fifty dollars on a bottle that I'm going to drink in one night. So. Sure. Is it like, what is that, like 25 Yeah, usually it's on sale now for 22 Okay. twenty two ninety nine, I guess. Pretty good. So, but yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. What are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking something I got at Costco today called Estancia Pinot Noir. Oh, nice. I believe that I've had that. I do enjoy a good Pinot. It's from uh, Monterey County. Oh. Lovely. A 2017 vintage. Oh. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> you pause? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, around 10 or $12, which is about what I want to spend on a bottle of wine. Yeah, agreed. So, so there you go. <laughs> Bought it super, super half mindedly because <clears throat> I was going through Costco with my mother while my wife and child were waiting in the car. Ah. And so I was just like, Oh uh, yeah, I'll grab that. And then continue <laughs> on with this Costco trip. So how was strike? That's ah, fine. There's uh <laughs> so I, I pull in at one point and I see these kids just shoving more styrofoam into the recycling dumpster. <laughs> like guys we've been over this yeah so i go hey 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 why are you putting styrofoam in the recycling and they say it's recyclable and i say well a it is not b <laughs> incorrect <laughs> it is glued to a bunch of stuff that is also not recyclable that is garbage you need to go put it in the garbage dumpster and they say well um <laughs> They, they they say well uh, some That's Brian uh, the the B word told us to put it in here since the dumpster's full. Like, okay, no. Also, that's not my problem that, that you filled the dumpster. It's your problem. You need to pull that out. We need to like climb in and pull out all of this styrofoam. Yes, yes. correct. <laughs> so, oh, you bastards. Yeah. So then they made a huge pile of garbage in front of the dumpster. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, all right, guys, now let's think about this. How is the dumpster going to get emptied if you can't get to the dumpster because of garbage? <laughs> I like to think that I wasn't that much of a dumbass when I was that young, but I probably yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so now there's a huge pile of garbage in the shop. Of course, because why would it ultimately be their problem? Ultimately, why? Yeah, so it's like they have a, they got an extra dumpster pickup and I already texted the 
pictures around to the right people to say, look at this. This is more than one <laughs> extra dumpster pickup because the amount of garbage in the shop right now is far more than one, yeah. one dumpster. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, then that was strike. <laughs> but it rains, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's over. Yeah. And now you get to get started on the ripcord, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh man! That was uh, what did you do with Dennis the other day? You went somewhere to yesterday specifically. Yeah, we went to a surprise party for Jenna Lehman, hmm. who his birthday is not for three weeks. Huh, what a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was like, oh, like I thought it was like next week or something, or it had passed, which makes sense. But uh, for three weeks, three and a half weeks almost, like it's the, at the end of the month. So it's like, well, <laughs> that's great. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Are, are they busy that week, or is it just like that's the extra way to get the surprise happening? I think the latter. Okay. Um, she was not too pleased at first. She huh. was like under the impression she was going to have like a quiet girls' night, and, like dressed <laughs> like she. According to her, she was dressed like a hobo. She was just wearing a like a sweater and jeans. Like it wasn't you know it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like a party attire. Mm-hmm. And she she walks in the door and she's like, uh, we're like surprise. <laughs> and at first she thought we were surprising Alex. She was like, why are we surprising Alex? And then we were like, no, it's for you. Happy birthday. And she's like, I don't like this. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was great. She said that quietly, like people mm-hmm. couldn't really hear her say that. But since I can read lips, huh. <laughs> I was like, ha ha! I once threw my wife a surprise birthday party, but it was late, and I picked out her clothes for her, and she like had to wear a specific thing. And how did you uh, get her to be surprised? I gave the keys to the house to other people and they like did the, the last minute decoration and stuff. And then like we walk into the house and everything seems normal except the door to the garage because our house at that time, the garage was like the big party area. Okay. Door sure. to the garage had like a big bow on it or something like that. She's like, Oh, that's weird. I'm like, Oh yeah, we might as well go in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is weird. Yeah. Let's look at it. <laughs> Because it was a surprise Christmas in August party, and so everybody okay. it was there was also a um, ugly Christmas tank top um, contest involved in it. So the shirt that she would, she had to wear was an ugly Christmas tank top I had designed for her, <laughs> but I had like wrapping paper safety pinned over the actual design on it. So she just was like, I don't know, it's some shirt with wrapping paper pinned to, pinned to it. Yeah, but then we went and had a party that was slightly lame because I'm not good at throwing parties. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, for what it was, it was okay. It was small-ish, which is good. You yeah, know, there were 10 good. or 11 people there, whatever. It was at uh, Nikki's house. Huh. And so they have a, a three-year-old child who was there. Right. And uh, she, at one point, like, she was playing a game with me that was, like, super gecko 
like camouflage or whatever super gecko blah blah and like like there was the super gecko that has all these like superpowers and she would like shout them out and i was supposed to know what they meant and i was like ah i have no fucking clue what you're talking about but then at one point she looks at me and puts her hand on my shoulder like a grown-ass man and says very seriously you can play with any toy in my room that you want let's go and i was like okay let's go like all right (laughs) yeah let's go let's play uh, so yeah, that was that was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That kid cool. is that kid is cool. Except that I don't have any frame of reference for anything she says. Yeah, me either. She just says things, and there she's referencing some TV show or some something. And I'm like, ah, okay. Like she knows what she means. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I ask me, I have no clue. Yeah. I've been procrastinating my duties for baby. Mm. I need to, uh, I have props that need to happen, but a lot of them are like taken up with the registry. So I'm kind of in limbo. Like I kind of have to just wait. Could you just buy them from the registry for yourself? I could do that. And that is a thing that Jenny and I have talked about or procure them, not necessarily buy them, Yeah, but, uh, procure them and then, and just check them off myself. Right. But, so yeah, that's. I mean, we only have a week until the the baby shower, which after that it's like fair game. Yes, I would say so. Less. Yeah, that's when he wants it all to be done by is the baby shower, or not not all of it, but that porter portion of it, the registry. Oh okay. So they're not going to be yeah. like pushing the registry at the shower. I fucking hope not. I swear to God, that I would, hope not. Yeah, that would be very lame. <laughs> it's it's already kind of lame in my opinion. Like, hey, let us have your stuff and then also buy a table for us, please. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's weird. You know. Yeah. But whatever. I'll be I'll be mostly across the street at live band karaoke. <laughs> Damn it. I really fucking wish that I could do that. I got uh roped into being backstage crew for the show. Oh. Which is cool. I'm there to help, but only this last time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's, uh, thus is the pompatus, right? Mm-hmm. Pompatus? How do you say that word? Pompat- I don't know. You're, I don't know you, say it, you say it carefully. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, there's this one guy who just does things for those people, and works on everything. He's a pretty young kid. He just, he's like barely 18 and he got saddled with a whole lot of the work for St. Mary's stuff that should have been going Ah. to the actual technical director. Anyway, he's, he's pretty darn over it. Yes. Cause he agreed. He's pretty darn over (laughs) the whole thing. And he also works for SCT. So on his way out today, I was like, Hey man, can you, do you feel like coming in on Thursday and Friday and doing some work? And he was like, Yes, I absolutely do because I know I'm going to get paid for that. And I was like, that's true. You are going to get paid for that. Because <laughs> St. Mary's paid him a whopping $200 for his. For all of the shit that he did? For all that's of the shit insane. that he did. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Also, I thought he was older than 18. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay. he carries himself a little different, I think, if we're thinking about the same fellow. Yeah. Chris? Perhaps. A little Asian, little Asian boy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 
Yeah, he's class of 2018. Uh, yeah, I thought he was like maybe 2021, 20, maybe. Mm-hmm. I knew he was young, but sure. like, you know, that's uh, that's great though. Good on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now he's learned. Just like, <laughs> like get get the numbers beforehand for what they're going to pay you, then work just yeah. as hard as that number is worth to you. Is worth to you. If beyond that you want to volunteer, sure, go ahead. Right. If you're down for the cause, yes. Right. But use that sparingly because mm-hmm. then you just become labeled as the person who's down for the cause and then they'll, you know, take yeah. a mile and you give them an inch. Yeah, exactly. You're like Mikey. Yeah, I'll do anything. <laughs> yeah, Mikey uh, likes it. Mm-hmm. Call him up. What was the deal with Mikey? He didn't like anything or he li- loved everything? He loved everything, I think. Yeah, give it right? give it to Mikey. He, he, he likes, yeah. he'll like. Okay, or maybe not. Say. It's it was for life cereal, right? So maybe he didn't like it, and then he didn't like anything, but he'll eat life cereal because it's delicious. He hates everything, I think. Yeah, yeah. So they because they're reading the box. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for <laughs> little Mikey. The two older brothers are looking at the cereal box, and they're like, "You try it, no, you try it," because the box says how healthy it is. So they're like, "I'm not gonna try it," and they're like, "Oh, let's go get Mikey. He hates everything," and then. He just starts to chow down and he yeah. just eats the whole bowl. So then they go, he likes it. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're getting across there with he likes it. Hey, Mikey. Yeah. I, Obviously, yeah, it doesn't I, matter it's, because it's one of the most famous commercials that's ever existed. Right. Talk about branding. Right? Yeah. We're talking about it now, what, 40 years later? 1973. Yeah. Yeah. So, so even before I was born, this yeah. was a commercial that they did. I uh, so growing up, my dad, and still to this day, he'll say it. There was a commercial when he was a child uh, about might have fucking been life cereal, but I thought it was a kind of mustard or oatmeal. It was an oatmeal commercial, and uh, the the tagline of the commercial was "Good stuff, Maynard." Good stuff, and Maynard. So, good stuff, Maynard. Yeah. Let's look that up. See what that actually is. But that's stuff. Maynard Malto meal. Yeah, yeah, Malto meal. That's what it was. I like. I have never seen the commercial, but there are tons of things in my life that have been referred to as good stuff. Maynard. Apparently, it refers to Maynard G. Krebs. Oh, okay. So they said it all Good the time. Stuff, Maynard. Yeah. They used it all the time on the show, The Many Lives of Dobie Gills. Right. Which had Maynard G. Krebs, which is played by the guy who ended up being Gilligan. Correct. Yeah. Bob. Denver. Damn it. No. Oh. He was a singer. <laughs> no, Bob Denver. You're thinking of John Denver. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking of John Denver. You're right. It is Bob Denver. Gilligan. The line is later used in a Malta Meal commercial. Hey, look how he fixed that. That's good stuff, Maynard. Huh. Huh. All right. Yeah, weird. So even Is Bob that... Is Denver still alive? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. He died in 05. Uh, that's too bad. Bob... So, I... Maynard G. Krebs. Maynard G. Krebs. This dog needs to leave the cat alone. Thank you. Maynard G. Krebs, that's right. You ever do the Maynard G. Krebs facial hair? Uh, I don't believe so. Perhaps. What is it? It's um, just the chin part of a goatee with the soul patch. 
Oh, I have actually very much. Not very much, but so okay. When I was about uh, nineteen or twenty, I played uh, the governor slash innkeeper in Man of La Mancha, hmm. and that required that I dyed my beard and and hair black, jet black. Um, and so I had kind of a long beard, especially for <clears throat> uh, you know a nineteen year old. It was the longest that I had ever had it. And I, when I shaved it, it was all still black, but I left a very long version of that mm. on my chin. Uh, and my friends, like, by itself, it was the stupidest fucking look, right? Like, I showed up to my friend's house after I did it, and he was like, uh, man, like, what? What is going on? And I was like, no, but check it. And I put on my hat, my little driving hat that I wear, and some sunglasses, and he was like, all right. <laughs> that looks fucking cool. But, like, by itself, it was absolutely stupid. Sure. <laughs> so your hat totally fits with the Manergy Krebs because he was a beatnik. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've only ever he done it as... for Shaggy, right? I think so. I've only ever done the Manergy Krebs as, like, you did a part of the slow shaving off of a big beard. Sure. Where you go, sure. like, okay, I'm going to go down to a goatee, and I'm going to go down to a mustache... You know, sometimes. So, yeah, I once had the Maynard G. Krebs. I've never My, seen the show. Uh, me either. I've seen, like, probably a couple of episodes of Dobie Gillis. Um, my mustache was the last thing to grow in. And when it did, like, finally start growing in, it was blonde. Like, th- like thin, white, blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Like, it was thick. It was as thick as the rest of my hair, but it was just, like, solid white. And so, like, you could only see it if the light caught it. Sure. So sure. there's a couple of pictures in high school where I had chin hair that was, you know, regular color. Uh, and I would just – and I was in ROTC. And specifically, the rules for, for facial hair in ROTC said that it couldn't cover the top lip, but it didn't mention anything about the rest of the face. So uh, I have – there are several pictures of me in ROTC with just that, mm-hmm. the Mater G. Krebs, and nothing on my top lip. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I look so stupid. That's common so with uh, the the firefighters do that. Mostly it's mustaches, yeah, but it's stuff that you you can't break the seal, so you can't go anywhere right. on the cheeks for your SCBA. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. For a long time, when I was first growing my mustache in, in high school, I had an anti-Hitler mustache, so my blonde hair was about the width of a thumb right in the center of my top lip. Gotcha. So I just had this, this mustache that like canteen floss, I think. <laughs> Let me make sure like that. Like Fu Manchu. <laughs> Let me make sure that. I don't think it was as bad as canteen floss, probably. No, not as bad as canteen <laughs> floss. He had his own thing going on. But yeah, more like a Fu Manchu. Yeah. And that's one of the funnest parts about like if it, like having facial hair is changing it to those weird styles as you shave it and then deciding whether or not you're just going to keep it there. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's a story. I'm going to tell the story I heard on an NPR show one time where on one week on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me This, John Hamm was the guest. And this woman was on the panel who had worked on Saturday Night Live when John Hamm guested on Saturday Night Live. Okay. And so she was she told the story about John Hamm where it was like, Oh, this just cements John Hamm as like the best human alive, but <laughs> so she's like during the week he had had a full beard because he wasn't doing anything, you know, on camera. And then when it came time to film on Saturday, he shaved his beard off and became the John Hamm that we all know and love. 
And um, she went up to him and she said, oh, like you shaved your beard off. And he's like, yeah. And she goes, did you have fun doing it? And so he's like, wait, what? And then she goes, (laughs) oh, because sometimes when my boyfriend shaves his beard off, he likes to shave it into different funny styles and take pictures of it. And so then she's like kicking herself. She's like, why did you just tell John Hammy I have a boyfriend? (laughs) Also, this is the worst conversation anyone's ever had. And then John Hamm proceeded to take out his phone and show her all the pictures he had taken the night before when he shaved his beard off in pieces. <laughs> and, and did different I don't know funny a single things. guy who hasn't done that. Right? I haven't yeah. taken many pictures that way. I do have a set of headshots somewhere on someone's computer where it was the middle of the night. We were all hammered and I was taking headshots in my friend's living room. And I had a full beard. And so the plan was that I would do some with my beard and some without. But then partway through, I shaved off half of my beard. Like, (laughs) draw a line down from my nose and over to one side. And I came out and I insisted that we take some more headshots with me (laughs) half bearded. Oh. I always forget one or two styles. Like, I'll go into it thinking, like, oh, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, I'm going to do, like, the handlebars and the fucking sideburns, right? And then I'll shave the sideburns first and be like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> right. I used to do that forever and ever. I would do, like, uh, Trapper John and Mash the movie. Sure. Elliot yeah, yeah. Gould's character. That was my go-to of, like, well, if I'm not going to have a beard, I will have this. <laughs> and then from there there's a lot of places I can go because I just hated I just hated how the goatee looked on me. So like to this day I don't think I will ever have it be my idea to have a goatee. <laughs> That's kind of how I am with the mustache. With just a mustache, Ugh, I think it looks yeah. weird. You know, but like some dude like there's a lot of dudes that like just dig it. That like that's their stance, their go to. Well, there's one requirement you have to have that I don't have, which is you have to have a large mustache area. Right. If you look at the great mustaches of history, they have a very big upper lip, and I don't have that. You've got a nice, like, shape to your mustache, though. It's okay, but whenever I go just a mustache, which is usually for a role on stage, I have to have Uh the soul patch with it. Because if I get rid of the soul patch, it's just, it's all downhill. It's never going to be good again. Or you can have the mustache that like goes down in handlebars, right? That, just yes. on the top lip, like that's. But even then, it's got to have soul patch. Got to have the soul patch. I uh, I feel like the soul patch is important just because otherwise you're shaving your lip and you could cut that shit. Yeah, like I think that's why Stevie Wonder does it. Like Stevie Wonder has some of the ugliest facial hair that there ever is, but I think that's just so that he doesn't cut his lips off. Stevie Wonder does, huh? I haven't looked at him lately. It's like he shaves the rest of his face except for a very small uh, line around yeah. his mouth. Yeah, and it's almost like he's afraid of going near his lips. Right? Yeah. So he just does it based on comfort, I'm sure. I totally. You know. I think you just cracked the case on Stevie Wonder's mustache. Because <laughs> he has no use of a mirror. Yeah. So he can't like actively get close to it. Do you know Although that- there's some that have him having no mustache or beard. Well, I think he weird. he lost his sight slowly. So I think at this point he's as blind as he ever has been. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. Do you know what Stevie Wonder is short for? No. When he, he first started playing and he was real young, he was like 12, uh, signed with Motown at 11. And so he was little, little Stevie Wonder. Okay. Because he was, he was a young guy. So he was like, it was a wonder how great he was at singing and playing his piano. Little Stevie Wonder. Like little boy wonder. I've heard that be, like him be referred to as that, little Stevie Wonder. I didn't realize that was a thing, specifically. Yeah, That's funny. He's 68, so he's 68 right now. That means that he has spent 57 years in the spotlight. Yeah, wow. Holy shit. Seven. It's older than my mother. <laughs> the amount of time that Stevie Wonder's been famous is older than your mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell her that. I bet that'd make her feel great. Probably it would. <laughs> Let's see. How we? Why is he blind now? I don't know why he's blind now. Why is Stevie I Wonder famous? No, not as bound as a young Ouch. guy. Because I saw... Oh, wait. I guess he was blind as a kid? Who else? Oh, I guess Ray he's... Charles. Ray Charles had sight as a kid in the movie Ray, I think. Yeah. No, there's... I thought it was Stevie Wonder that I remember, like, standing up and playing the piano. Now I have to look at who did that song. Who did Tutti Frutti? Oh, that is Fats Domino. No, it wasn't. It, it yeah. was ended up being recorded. Oh, Little Richard. Little Richard. Yeah, that's right. Did Little Richard go blind? <laughs> Did I just... No, I, I don't think so. Little Richard blind. Nope, I just put Little Richard and Stevie Wonder together with, to make just them... Just combine the two of them? Little Richard Wonder. <laughs> and thought they were the same person. <laughs> Little Richard, that's right. But he wasn't allowed to have it be a number one hit. They had to have Pat Boone re-record it in a very lame way. Because that was his first big hit was Tutti Frutti. Ah. But he was too black. So they had Pat Boone record it. And, ugh. Tutti Frutti. Oh, I think, Rudy. Oh, no. He... Hmm? Wait. It looks like he's still alive. Lil Richard? Yeah. Yeah. He's 86. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. He has, Get on with your bad self. For he's sure. been famous longer than my mother or my in-laws have been alive. Yeah, 47 to 2013. Years active. Years active. I mean, he's still famous. Yes. That's insane, though. That's, what is that? I wish I had a calculator right here. I'm used to having a calculator next to me at work where I just use my left hand and calculate stuff. 47 is 60, it's 70, 18... 79 years. What? Wow. No, 72. Wow. 72 years. 72 years. Which means that he got famous at age four. That's why he's little, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't know. 66 years. 60, thank you. That makes more sense. <laughs> Even then, when was he born? 32. He, so he got famous at 15. Yes. He dropped out of 10th grade. Wow. Ooh, and he did Caldonia. He wore crazy wigs. Caldonia, oh. You ever seen Louis, Louis Jordan perform Caldonia? No. Oh, it's so good. 
he's this guy with a saxophone and I wish I could do it full volume, but he goes, Caldonia, Caldonia, what makes your big head so hard? It's just, it's, it brings down the house. It's like the first rock and roll. This is this is all bringing stuff back from when I did my big thesis on the history of rock and roll when I was 13 years old. Yeah, I went into Louis Jordan. I'll have to check that out. I've heard some stuff by Louis Jordan. I may have even heard this song, but I've never seen it on video. Yeah, there's a really good video of him performing it. The Caledonia Boogie. So I saw a video a while ago. Uh, I put a spell on you by some guy. Like, they were doing, like, zombies and shit on stage. Uh-huh. Uh, it was just insane. It was, like Because hmm. I've heard the song, you know, like, Screaming Jay Hawkins. There's a video that he did. Okay. Uh, where he was on a show. Like, he was on... Uh, like the Tonight Show or something. Okay. Uh, and he's smoking a cigarette live on stage playing the piano, and he just randomly goes into, like, fits of, like, Tourette syndrome. Interesting. Where he just, like, starts saying complete nonsense and jargon. But it's all part of the act. Like, it's absolutely highly recommend watching it. Okay. You're like, how, like, A, how do you sing that way yeah. when you're smoking a cigarette? Right. And B, like, how do you get away with saying all of the shit that you're saying? And have people just be like, "Oh yeah, man, this is a brilliant performance." Yes, yeah. yeah, he was he was he was a nuts, but yeah. yeah, smoking the cigarette is a big thing. That like, I was just listening to a podcast today. One of the ones I listened to is this guy who's been around the rock scene in Seattle since the '90s, since the early '90s, and just lived through a hell of a lot. He was in Harvey Danger, and. Anyway, so he was talking about how he went to this... He used to smoke on stage all the time because one time when he was, like, 17, he went and he saw a rock show, and the lead singer came out. Like, everybody came out to play the show, and before anybody played a note, the lead singer stood there in front of the whole band, pulled out a cigarette and lit it, and then just smoked (laughs) the entire thing at his leisure. (laughs) Just staring at the audience. And the and it was such a big power move, and the audience just went with it. They're like, "Okay, I guess we're they gonna just be, ate it up. Yeah, we're just gonna be silent now while he smokes the cigarette." <laughs> <laughs> and then the singer continued to smoke throughout the show, but he started it all off by just going like, "You know what? You're on my time now." <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, motherfuckers, yeah. let's chill out. So he spent a lot of a lot of years playing on stage, smoking cigarettes when he didn't need to smoke any cigarettes. <laughs> just because you're fucking allowed to the guitar player of Ween still does it to this day I've seen it many times because he shoves it in into in between the strings up at the top of the fretboard right right <laughs> he's you know he's got a big solo coming up so he shoves it up there and then he plays a solo then grabs it back out I uh I've seen dudes do that I can't the only thing that I think about now is like how much does your guitar stink yeah. And how much does your hair stink and your hands stink? Like, how much does your outfit that you're wearing on stage stink? Mm-hmm. Like cigarettes mm-hmm. and bo probably because you're up there sweating. Because it's something I think it died. I think it died in the '80s. But I remember, like, from church as a kid, there were older men who I was surprised to learn over the years that they were smokers because yeah. they were of the school of smokers for whom it was very important that they not smell like smoke 
So they would go outside to a ventilated area. As soon as they were done, they would put a mint in their mouth. They would make sure that they had time to air out outside before they came in and did anything. They never smoked in the car, never smoked in their house. And it just, it was just this version of a smoker who I don't run into very often unless they're 80. And that could be from living through the whole cancer craze when people really first started quitting smoking and they continued to smoke. Yeah. There's a very distinct smell though. Cause my grandma used to always have like a mint or gum or something. And then like some either spray or like hairspray or something. There's a very distinct smell of like those chemical smells on top of the old smoke smell. Yeah. You know, cause it wouldn't get out of her jacket. Like she had this leather jacket that was like, like a, you know, the, the brown, like suede leather mm-hmm. type deal. Um, and, and it was just, it was a faint, faint smell of cigarettes, but you know, everything else was like the fucking gum or the mint or whatever. Like that's the first thing that you got, but if you got close enough to her and you stayed there for long enough, like you could smell the old smoke. See, I wish the, my, my grandparents on my dad's side, both smoked during my lifetime, but they quit before I was five, I think. Ah, so I barely have any memory of them as smokers and no one brings uh, it up. When I was about four, I told my grandmother that I would be so proud of her if she quit smoking cigarettes and she quit within a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my grandpa smoked until I was fucking 16. Well, until I was like 18, but he was sneaking after Uh-oh. I was 16 because he, you know, he would only have like one or two, but like he didn't give it up completely because, I mean, he'd been smoking for fucking 50 years at that point. Yeah. Right. So he, but he got like lung cancer or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. I have I had a friend who his little brother had asked his parents one year for Christmas. It was one of these classic, like all the, the uh, propaganda in school got to him one year for Christmas. And he was five or six. He asked for his parents not to give him any, any gifts for Christmas, but instead to quit smoking. (laughs) And they did. But then when he and his brother became of partying age, they started smoking cigarettes so then they could never let their parents know that they smoked cigarettes for a larger variety of reasons than the normal person tries to hide that they smoke cigarettes from right, their parents. Right, because talk about the guilt there. Right. Oh, man, I can't imagine what I would do. Like, how shitty must yeah. they felt? Yeah. If they're, the only present their son wanted was for them to stop smoking cigarettes. Right. Oh, that's shitty. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of those things, like, if if my kid ever does something like that to me, it's very likely I would just do it. Be like, okay. That was the final turn of the screw. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stop whenever kicking the dog. Yeah, fine, (laughs) then. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Were you ever encouraged during the just say no sessions in your school to go home and tell your parents to stop doing things? I think so. Um, well, you see, you said your grandma. Yeah. 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 My, my grandmother, but I, I mean, I was four then I wasn't in school Oh right. at that point. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I was in preschool, but we didn't really do dare in preschool. I think I might've, I don't know where I got the idea, but I, I straight told her that if she quit smoking, I would be so proud of her because they, you know, they would constantly tell me, like, oh, this is nasty. This is a bad mm-hmm. habit. This is disgusting. Like, don't do this. And I was like, but you guys are all doing this. 
Yeah, that's probably where that would come from then. Yeah. Like, how can this be nasty if every single one of you is doing it? You know, and also making it so that, like, I can't come and hang out with you when you're all, like, there's six, like, old-ass people that are out here smoking cigarettes. Right. Yeah. Did your parents smoke? I think your dad does. No. No. no, Not ever. Neither of them. Um, Neither of them. My dad, not while I was, like... After I was born, he went like hardcore Christian. But before I was born, he was he smoked a bunch of weed and he did a bunch of coke. Hmm. Um, but he stopped like immediately, like when he got married to my mom. And they were married for two years before they had me. <clears throat> and my mom never did anything because her mom smoked throughout her entire life. And her dad did a whole bunch of drugs. Hmm. And at one point when my mom was like 14 or something, uh, she went to visit her dad after they had split. And her dad gave her the choice. You either sit in this house and smoke weed with me, or you sit outside of this house for the rest of the night um, until I'm done smoking. And so she fucking sat outside. And that was forever in her mind, like, the fact that she was given that choice, that her dad wouldn't even put the shit down in order to fucking hang out with her. It was the most evil substance in the world. You know? And let alone like, and that might have been the candy down version that she was telling me when I started smoking weed. It might have been something else. It might have yeah. been like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking do this meth right now, and you're gonna either sit here and deal with it, or you're gonna go outside because I'm not gonna listen to you bitch about me fucking doing this shit. I have no idea what. Like, yeah. he did a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, there's a few levels of shitty at, on that. Yeah, yeah. He died at 42 of congestive heart failure. Hmm. Um, but he was not a fat man, so it was it was like 90 percent like drug induced. I'm pretty sure. sure. Yeah, if you do coke often enough, that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. yeah. And chain smoke cigarettes. But he was right. a brilliant musician. He could play the piano, the guitar, the trumpet, the clarinet, the accordion, uh, without ever having a lesson. But he could, well, like, play pretty much any song on, you know. Yeah, so there's a there's a tape floating around of him in a band. He used to run with the Hells Angels, and he had, he, like, he did a couple of covers of songs. There's one of him doing... Um, House of the Rising Sun that we had and uh, some other like old time stuff like that. I only met him like he died when I was three, um, but I, I met him when I was younger and I, I have a very distinct visual memory of sitting on his lap and watching his hands play the piano. Hmm. Like I don't, I don't remember his face or his voice or anything like that, but I remember his hands. I remember watching them play. Well, that's cool. That's a cool memory to have of him. Yeah. Huh. I uh, before I knew the name of it because he played for Elise, right? Okay. And so when I was about 10, 11, I was in sixth grade and I was I had just come into like playing band and I was playing the trombone and we got a for Christmas the family got a keyboard and I was like, there's this song. I was like, and I, I need to know how to play this song. And my mom's like, okay, well, what's it called? And I was like, I don't know. Um, and she goes, well, can you can you sing it? You know. And I I sang the first part of it, and she had no idea like what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But then later, I like one of my friends at school. I I said that, and they they were like, do you mean Fear Elise? And I was like, maybe I don't know. Can you play that? And then they were like, no. Well, let's go ask the music teacher if uh-huh. he can play it. There you go. So I did, yeah. And I was like, dude. Uh, and so I went and asked the music teacher 
uh, can you play Fear Elise? And he's like, yeah, you know, like this is this is how it goes. And he played it. And I was like, can you teach me that first part? Uh, and so, and I went home and I was like, mom, this is the song that I wanted to play. And I, I played just the first, and she fucking started crying. She was like, my dad used to play that song. Oh, weird. And I was like, I, I didn't know where I'd heard it. Like, it wasn't like a thing that she, you know, was like, here, listen to all of this classical music. Right. Right. You know, but like that stuck with me for all of my childhood, essentially. I don't think I've ever heard for Elise in any sort of full orchestral recording. I've only ever heard one person playing it on a piano. On a piano? I think. Yeah. Me too, actually. It's the only song that I can play with two hands. And I can't even play the full thing, but I, like, when I was in high school, I specifically taught myself how to play this the left hand part of it, too. Nice. Um, that and Mary Had a Little Lamb. Everything else, I'm just like, like I'm, a, I'm like a baby with an instrument. Huh. No idea. Yeah. Just mashing keys and shit. <laughs> So I taught myself, I used to, I have, it's one of these gray areas. There's a piano that was given to me that is not currently in my possession, but is my piano that, um, when I got it, I was like, okay, well that's it. I got to actually learn piano for the, like the third time in my life <laughs> because I've taken piano lessons many, many times from, oh, not from Zach's grandmother, although she gives piano lessons from this other woman, but I've taken piano lessons that's many times. And forgot it every single time. So, but now, ever since I was given this piano, I had learned chords. So I learned just basically like a good amount of chords that are the chords that usually come up in the songs that I'm playing anyway on other instruments. And so now I can play a fair amount of songs that I can just play on other instruments on the piano as well by going dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> That's interesting. And a couple of Regina Spector songs, but fewer and fewer because I don't have my piano anymore. Where is your piano? It's in my mom's kitchen. You have enough space now. No. You put it in your music room. Well, she's she's grown really attached to it. It's <laughs> <laughs> become her piano now. Yeah. <laughs> does she play? She does a little bit. Yeah. And she's like playing more and more with there being a piano in her house. Yeah. I still yeah. even like I play it sometimes when I go over there. I to this day I know I made the right choice because when I was given the piano I had a drum set. And so I was like, All right, I have room for either a drum set or a piano. <laughs> Time to sell the drum set. Yeah, so I sold the drum set and Yep, never looked back. I think you did make the right decision. I wasn't ever great very good on the drums. I taught myself how to play uh, the end by the Beatles, and that was that was really about it. But that, that was fun. Like that's that part in the end where they go. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Just waiting for the time that that becomes necessary. Where like people are like, let's jam with this song, and you're like, I got you. All right, stand back. Nathan, you can go home. Yeah, I've got this, I've got this one. <laughs> Don't even worry. Uh, no, but yeah, piano is a much better choice, I think. Yeah, I agree. Nathan, by the way, I don't know how much drums you play. I don't really play much, but apparently this guy is obsessed with the weight of things. And he has like a weed scale, like a dealer would have. 
so that he can make sure down to the gram that yes, that his sticks are the exact same weight before he starts every performance. Really? Yeah. That is, I've never actually held like a full on conversation with that dude, but he seems like a really cool fella. He really is. Yeah. I bet you guys would have a lot more in common than, than either of you realize. But yeah, he, he literally weighs his sticks to make sure that everything's copacetic as far as the uh, weight goes. Or that's just what he's telling you to explain why he has a weed scale. <laughs> <laughs> no, he told me about it because I caught him doing it one day before a performance. I was like, what are you doing? Like, buddy, what are you doing? Are you okay? <laughs> so what happens, my question is, what happens if they're off? He says that if they're off, he feels like he um, is too loud with the hand that's holding the lighter stick because he's... <laughs> he's trying to compensate for it. Yeah. Oh man. That's crazy. Like I I I know that I will never ever be that level of musician as that guy is cuz he can also play the guitar and the piano. He teaches guitar, yeah. piano, strings, so cello, bass and violin. And he teaches drums. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Like that's absolutely nuts. Well, he's a, he's a, I think he's a UOP boy. I think he's a conservatory boy. Even still. Like, I know tons of conservatory boys that can play one instrument or can sing. Right? right. Like, he, yeah. like, he's doing it all. Yeah. His mind just works in a different way, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. He's the most... That guy, I would be very good friends with Nathan if we had more to talk about. Because he's also pretty <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> I know, I know. He's really, really vanilla, but good for him. But he, um, man, he just, I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I like Nathan a lot and I wish that I had more in common with him so that I could hang out with him. I bet you anytime, anytime I could call him and be like, Hey man, you want to go have a beer? And he would say yes, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like, okay. I thought that he smoked weed but I am not sure. He gives off that oeuvre, but I don't know either way. Right. I thought that I had smelled it a couple of times, but I mean, that smell can be deceiving. It could be on something or it can be literally a skunk. Or it could right? be his associates or that he hasn't showered yeah. in a while. Right. It could be any of those factors or he yeah. could have just been hanging out with Cole. Mm-hmm. Right. Or Navaz. And, it, and oh, either God. one of those dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Navaz just lives in this bleary-eyed cloud of smoke. Every time I see him, it's yeah. like, are you okay, man? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm fine now. <laughs> I'm just delivering this DoorDash and stuff. It's cool. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. <sighs> if, you, if you just could snap your fingers and be a maestro at any instrument, what would it be? Oh, man. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, piano's up there. Mm-hmm. But realistically, probably the flute or the piccolo, and I'll tell you why. Let's hear it. I watched years and years and years ago, before this became a popular thing, this guy beatboxing into a flute. Mm-hmm. And I was Inspector like Gadget? completely. Uh, no, no. Okay. His name was Klaus Van Eerden. Uh, and it was like something like Tchaikovsky that he was playing, but he was mm-hmm. doing it with. with like this is probably fifteen or sixteen years ago that I saw okay. this, um, and 
I can't. I've, I've looked for the video since. I can't find it. It was just this dude standing in like a black background and just fucking going to town beatboxing in this flute. And I like, like I almost creamed myself. I was like blown away. I was like, what in the actual fuck is this? So like, if I could be a master at any instrument, it would probably be the flute. He is a very hard person to find out anything about because his Wikipedia page is written in German. <laughs> it's a full page, but it is written in German. Yeah. I just had to translate it. Yeah. So apparently he's he's a big old deal. He's a television presenter. This is nuts. Hmm. And had... so the video that I saw, he had long hair, but now it looks like he has short hair. And there are several videos of him in a black background. Mm-hmm. Man, now that I... I don't know why I just pulled his name out of my ass just then, but I bet I can find this video now. Mm-hmm. Like, it was old. No, I believe it. I, I was certain you were going to say that Inspector Gadget one that I remember from, like, 15 years ago. No, that's cool. That's certainly cool. It's but, nothing oh, compared wait. to Tchaikovsky. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It might not have even been Tchaikovsky now. <laughs> Widge Gebrick and Cookies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fucking Google. I got Klaus van der Irden with Wortels Sen mit Kickers and Vogels. So that sounds <laughs> like it could be it. Oh, wait, this might be it. Whoa, this guy's awesome. <laughs> I'm just watching him do <laughs> nature sounds. Yeah. Oh, so he's just an all-around performer. Oh, this is him doing Inspector Gadget. <laughs> this is cool, though. Yeah, that's the, one, I, that's the one I've heard before. This is not the one, but it's very sim like it's very similar. And I don't like it's all in a foreign language. So mm -hmm. I can't even like fully follow like the link might even be in there. Yeah. I bet you if you could translate flute into German and make that Klaus van Erden and then whatever the word for flute is, you'd find it. Yeah, probably. I have him doing something Although, called six pack. That's interesting. Don on donk huis. Oh, Nathan Flutebox Lee and Beardy Man. I like Beardy Man. He's funny. He's a beatboxer. He does a bunch of like sounds. Huh. Six pack. Dumpert Music. It's a great name for a website, Dumpert. Six pack is pretty good too. Yeah, Class Van Eerden. I've never heard of a person named Cla Class. Yeah. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. You can? Yes. Ah. It's, uh, what is this one called? It looks like it's called... Ah, it's so hard to read in German. Klaus van Eerden Deed did uk azon eight jar galiden. No idea what that means. But... Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was among that series where he's just in a black shirt with like kind of a shaggy goatee huh. playing. 
Yeah. Okay. This was back in the days of Kazaa. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. There are a lot of things that I used to have because I used to download the MP3s off of really random YouTube videos because I, I got I was very into YouTube for a while when that was a thing to be into. Back yep. when YouTube was actually a social network with videos. That I don't know. It's it's long gone. When I came back to YouTube years later and I tried to use it in the same way I used to, it was like, oh, all these people are gone. Where'd they all go? Yeah. Because it's just... They either monetized or they wouldn't, and YouTube was like, yeah, get the fuck out. Exactly. So, yeah. So there was this one guy on YouTube. I used to love all of his videos, and he was just the guy who would do guitar covers, and sometimes he would get cute with them. And I don't remember anything more about him. Oh, I remember. <laughs> His username was M-I-L-O-N-E-L-I-O-N. So it was one in a million. Ah, okay. That's interesting. So, Mil-One-Lian. Uh, Mil-One-Lian. <laughs> YouTube. He was so good. Yeah, he's gone. He's just... every Everything by him is gone. Smashing ice with my bare hands because I'm that uh, kind of a dude. Bare hands. Bare hands. These are my bare hands. <laughs> if if you could have one superpower, yeah, we've talked about this. I'm sure. What would it be? A superpower. Oh, let's see. Usually, I I would go with super strength. I just I've always had a thing for super strength. My. Uh, oh. My favorite superheroes are not like the strongest ones, like the Hulk. But I don't know. That's just always. I feel like it would be useful in a lot of things. It just would always come up, and especially if it was a superpower, it wouldn't be like, "Oh, I accidentally took the door off the hinges." Like you'd be able to really, really figure out how much force you needed to use to do anything. Right, but what they don't talk about is that one also has to come with. A secondary power of tough skin. Tough skin and tough bones. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. not just a lot of it's not just a muscle issue. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise you're putting, you know, your hand through shit and shit goes through your hand too. Yes. So you have to kind of be like the Hulk where just your whole body's all crazy and strong. Yeah. Or at least that one part. Yeah. You know. But what about what about you? Yeah, I I would probably realistically of the ones that exist go with that one, or flight. But like, not if I could only fly as fast as I could run. Like that would be unfortunate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if there was no limit to how fast I could fly, or if, you know, if I could fly much faster, I would probably pick flying. I don't know. I don't know. I uh, I made one up a while ago. The power of refill. But uh, oh. yeah, so like in my mind. Like the power of refill is any container to any capacity that it has already been filled. Okay. Put it back. Right. Okay. So like if you have a wallet that has had one dollar in it, you know. You, you can, can always have, at least have a dollar. Yeah. And then when you get ten dollars, you can now have ten dollars in it, you know, and so on and so forth. Um back when I was a smoker like if my bong bowl had ever had any weed in it, like now I have an unlimited supply of weed, you know. That's an interesting one. Right? 
my whiskey yeah. <laughs> has had some whiskey in it, so now I've got a little bit of whiskey. Right? Yeah. That guy, that that rock guy on the podcast, his his superpower is that that he would have is the power of rust. Of rust, because he's looking at it more as a defensive thing of like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna threaten me with? Ugh, rust. You're gonna shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna shoot me? Boom, rust. Now your gun doesn't work. You gonna stab me? Rust. Your knife is falling apart. Oh, like, yeah, hyper-rust, yeah. Because I was like, that just makes it so you have to now get tetanus when you get stabbed or shot with a rusty-ass bullet or knife. No, no, he's going, like, it's as if it has been in a lake for 30 years kind of rust. Right. Rust, rust. Rust. That's interesting. But how do you you monetize that? How do you use that for gain? See, I'm not sure. Because he's pretty much all... All his examples have been defensive, but that's Defense, kind of how defensive. he lives his life. <laughs> He's a big defensive guy. <laughs> right. Well, and that's why I like refill, because like mm-hmm. lungs are a container. Yes. Right? Your blood vessel is a container. Your there stomach, you your bladder are containers, right? So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All of a sudden you gotta piss and shit yourself. Now you really wanna fight me, do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I keep looking for this Mill Wunlian guy, and it's not going to happen. He just doesn't exist, <laughs> and I have to be okay with that. <laughs> He's gone. He was great. He did all these just acoustic covers. That was always my my big thing with with YouTube. I just used YouTube to watch acoustic covers. Oh, there are a few others. I wish I knew enough about my old YouTube handle to actually. <laughs> log in and see who I'm subscribed to because I bet you I'm still subscribed to these people. It's so okay. I typed in mill space one space lion and then it came up with one in a million. Yeah, it's a common like a like a, a cryptograph. What am I trying to think of? Sort of like a cryptograph. Yeah, no, I know I know the word, but I don't know the word right now. Some kind, sort of word puzzle. Manage Anagram? People. Acronym? No. What's going on? Add person. No. Come no, on, no, YouTube. Dude. I gotta... <laughs> oh, this is a hip-hopper. I don't think that's your fellow. Mm. No. This guy was buff as hell. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to quietly work on this maybe while you tell me if there's anything exciting that happened during your week. Um, well, no, not no. particularly. Today we just went and had a barbecue at uh, her parents' house. Her aunt, who lives in Tennessee, was in town. Um, and her younger brother just recently bought a house, which makes me feel super good about myself. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, nothing. Work is, you know, as unpleasant as usual. I So her mom and my mom both work for the same place, the county school district, uh, the, the one program. Okay. okay. Uh, which is a continuation school, but it's also like an alternative education. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, my mom had told me a while ago, because I told her that I was looking for another job. And she mentioned that I should do uh, a CT 
specialist at work, whatever, which is basically like a glorified security guard that when the kids are having problems, you come and, you know, take them out of class and sit them in a room and talk to them for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was like, yeah, that does not sound like something that I'm interested in. And then today her mom was like, oh, well, you should do this thing. And, <laughs> and I'm like, like, okay, like, I, I really don't, you know. And she, my mom said that it was like 20 to 30 hours a week. And her mom said that it was 40 hours a week, which if it's 40, that might be, a you know, a solid venture to at least look into. But if it's 20, like, I, I'm, I'm already taking a huge hourly pay cut. Um, and if it's, if it's only 20 hours a week, then I'm taking like a huge, huge pay cut. Yes. In addition to the hourly pay cut. Right. But if it's 40, I'm just taking a couple of dollars an hour less than I am now. Right. Which is not too bad. Mm -hmm. Um, but so that's the thing that I'm thinking about. I need to get onto Ed join and because ultimately like one of the, the worst parts about my current job is that there's no off season. There's no winter break or spring break, right. or anything like that. It just goes, and it goes, and it goes year-round. And it, so it's like, you know, it's really easy to burn out on it. Um, you just work you know. like a dope all the time. Yeah, you know, and if I if I want time off, I have to take time off. And I have to yeah. complete my books, you know, the time off in my books, which is fucking unpleasant. Um, so, like, the, the idea of working for a school wherein I'll have set times during the year where I won't be working is really starting to appeal to me. Mm-hmm. You know, just for recharging. Yeah, um, yeah. Plus, you know, like I, I'd like to. I feel like I, because I've been thinking about this a lot lately too. Like, what would had somebody come to me as an adolescent, thirteen, fourteen year old who was just starting to get into my fucking weed habit and who was just starting to get into like being angry at life? Like, what could somebody have told me that might have curbed that? Yeah. Right. Um, and I feel like a lot of it could have been like an adult coming to me like, Hey, look, like I know exactly what you're dealing with. Like I dealt with this and this and this and this and this. Right. But if you, if you continue to fucking like smoke like this, yes, it's fun, but all of a sudden you're going to be 40 years old and have nothing to show for it. And you're just going to continue, you know, like you're going to be a recovering pothead for 40 years. Like maybe, maybe you develop some other skills that wouldn't have landed with me. It would have or it wouldn't have. It would not have landed with me. Anybody coming up yeah, with, I, that, with that kind of like good sage advice, I just would have been like, yeah, 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 shut up. You're you. I, you know, and I think that I would have too. I think that they, that a lot of people tried, you know, but like, I don't know. And that's the thing. I don't know what would have worked for me. Like mm-hmm. I was very stubborn. I was very much like, well, I have to fucking figure this shit out for myself. And so far I like this. So right. I'm going to keep doing this thing that I like, you know? Yeah. Um, and it might've been like, like if my parents would have been like, yeah, that's completely fine. Just so long as you're also doing this. Right. You know, like that might've helped, but I don't know that it would have, you know, cause instead they were like, no, that's bad. And then I was like, cool, I'm going to go over here and do this thing. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I remember especially- I had, I had, when I was looking in, it was right at the end of senior year of high school and I was on AOL instant messenger talking to a friend and I was talking, I was looking into moving to Hawaii cause I really wanted to move to Hawaii. And so, and he was like, well, that's, that's all well and good. Like if you can figure out a way to go move to Hawaii, but <laughs> you need to make sure that you 
end up getting a degree of some kind. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But even like, oh yeah, of course, obviously I'm going to try and get a degree. But like, you know, even, even to this day, I think about that and I'm like, well, I didn't end up with a degree, but it's okay. Cause I'm still a professional person. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't rightly know. Yeah. So, but I, I, part of me feels like, you know, I might be able to find that thing mm-hmm. in talking to some of these other kids. Right. You know? Right. Because there were very few adults that were just real and straight with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they were there, but in limited capacities. Like, a lot of my teachers at school, especially in high school, would just talk to me like I was another adult. Because that's how I talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're both here for a fucking reason, for a purpose, right? Like we have a job to do. My job is to just bide the time until I can go and smoke weed. And your job is to try and teach me something. So what are you teaching, right? So let's let's have a conversation was my whole approach to school. Um, and there were some teachers that bit. And they were just like, yeah, well, so let's have a conversation. Yeah. Right? But there were a lot of teachers that were like, no, there's a fucking power dynamic here. And you're going to do the things that I say because I'm saying to do them. Not like, yeah, I agree that this is bullshit, but we still have to kind of do it. Right. You know? right like the, right, right. the the one teacher that did that, like I was like, okay, like I respect that. And so for you, I'm going to make this one concession and I'm going to do homework for you in class. If you right. collect homework after, after the class, I will absolutely do this homework for you in your class. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like I was, I, I look back and I was like, man, I was, I was kind of a little bastard. Like I was a, too big for my britches in a lot of senses. Oh yeah, I have the same, I have the same issue. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, that guy is not a cool person, right? Right. Even though he really feels that he is, and it took a long time for him to realize he's not. He, that is not a cool guy. Well, exactly. I uh, I remember one time in algebra class. So I actually, I I would have been fine in algebra one, but I was, I didn't do any work, and so they had to put me back into algebra a they separated when i was in school to algebra a and b which were over two years or two semesters the same thing that you covered in one semester Mm -hmm. right um and so i in algebra one i was talking to i was explaining to one of my students a better way to think about what the teacher had just said like how to actually get the concept of what he was saying rather than to do the things that he was saying to do because clearly this was confusing uh, and he didn't like the fact that I was talking out of turn. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, James, do you, do you think you have something better? He was like, why don't you come up here and tell the class what you think? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, I grabbed the the marker from uh, you know on the whiteboard, and I was like, instead of thinking about it this way, I was like, really what your goal is is to do this, and so you should think about it this way, and you break it down this way. And the entire class goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he but he didn't appreciate that because, you know, he was there because he needed to fucking be in a position of power. He wasn't there to convey the knowledge. Yeah. Rather than take solace in the fact that he had succeeded, that one of us understood and was able to be like, hey, this is a better verbiage. Right. You know, like it was he was upset about that. And that was that was me having attitude, even though I was also teaching your class for you, buddy. <laughs> and showing that <laughs> you understood what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, don't, I uh, mean, 
But then, like, you know, there were other of my teachers that were that would just absolutely like there was one class, Mr. Johnson in specific. He was my world history teacher. And he and I would just have conversations like back and forth, like like forget the rest of the class. Like me and him would just go and go and go and people would just watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he cried. We had an IEP meeting to determine if I needed an individual education plan. Um, and he cried that he was having to fail me because I was the only student that he'd had in fucking 50 years of teaching that like talked to him on that level, mm. but he had to fail me cause I didn't do any homework. And so he was the one yep. that I made into concession. I was like, all right, I will do the homework for you, sir. Sure. <laughs> Everybody else can suck a dick. Yeah. Like I'm not in it for them I'm in it for you, buddy, me and you. I had this to a small amount with my psychology class, which is one of the few classes in high school that I loved and super enjoyed, but there was so much goddamn stupid homework. <laughs> and I didn't do any of it. By the time by the time the school year was over, I had like a thirteen percent in that class. I loved that class and I liked the teacher and the teacher liked me and it just did everything was great. It just came when it came to the grade book, everything was bad. Right. I got a lot out of that class. I still like there are many classes I took in high school that I'll never think about the lessons ever again. I still think about the <laughs> lessons I learned in that class to this day. But yeah. That's just uh it's the education system. Certain people get sorta of left behind. Yeah. All right, I'm going to pause real quick. Okay. You continue telling our listeners about something interesting. I am going to uh, visit the restroom. Okay, sounds good. All right. So even though Jenny's going on in the background, what what's going to happen, listeners, is that I am still looking for one in a million on YouTube, and I'm not finding it at all. I found something called Running Touch, which I thought maybe was it, and that is... Excuse me, not it at all. Metro Station, I know, isn't it? Because that's like a real band. Uh, this guy's name is BJ Nilsson. He's doing something called Gravity Station Touch. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to listen to a second of this. But so I'm going to talk to you through this YouTube ad. Now skip it and get to the actual meat of this video, which is <laughs> not music at all but instead a sound effect of a power station. So just keep it on going, and there's just nothing here that is anything like this gentleman. I think James might be back. I am back, in oh. fact. I uh, was wondering, because so I, I googled Milwaukee in minus the spaces, and it came up with a Reddit link. Huh? And the only two comments are, awesome, a word sandwich, and then the other one is my lone lion, which is not... <laughs> <laughs> Not at all helpful, Reddit. Rebus. Bastards. It's a Rebus. Rebus. rebus what is riddle. a Rebus? That's what it is. But the one in a oh. million, it's a Rebus riddle. Ah, okay. But it was under band names. It was under band names, huh? Oh, yeah, so I wasn't on, on the R band names. So let's see. Yeah, and it's Mill Onelian, pronounced one in a million band names, Reddit. Huh. Um, this is from November 20th of 2017. Okay. I see it. Um, but there are only two comments, and those are it. I'm there. I see it. I see it, too. Hmm. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing, nothing for either. you. I got nothing. Head back to Camp Survivors. <laughs> 
Millwanlian, if you're listening, please, please go back on YouTube. Would you, CJ? Do you remember any songs that he did specifically that you liked? I really liked his version of "Flake" by Jack Johnson, and uh, I really liked it mostly because, well, not mostly. First of all, he did a really good job singing and playing, but also it was like him in a dumpster. <laughs> It's hard to describe, but it was a lot of him standing in a dumpster, shirtless, playing the guitar and singing the song. I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> Doesn't it? Doesn't it sound amazing? Ooh. Boy, this did not help me at all. I was like, Flake, Milwanlian, and it's given me a bunch of stuff about Jeff Flake being out of touch and can't beat Trump. Ugh. <laughs> Flake Obama? No, come on flake cover perhaps i've got mohawk yeah i did flake cover i've got mohawk industries <laughs> flower <laughs> fake phone cover place fate cover faceplate cover for apple ipod touch man yeah. this is nothing i'm sure this is super fun for our mm-hmm. radio listeners hello hello flake acoustic maybe if mm, no now i'm just getting jack is johnson it... playing the song is it the number one or is it the word O-N-E? It is the word O-N-E because it took me a long time. I just thought it was like Mill One Lion. Ah, uh, yeah. Because this was back in the days before usernames got good IP. I got Mill One Lion Panda. Ooh. Which is Manisha plus Sunil, which is not really what you're looking for, I don't think. No. No, I think he's <laughs> I think he's gone because I'm pretty sure I found the playlist where I had some of his songs and And they're just not there. They're either private or deleted. How do you do that though, man? Like it's on the internet. It right? should be on the internet forever. But it was on it's on the internet pre two thousand ten. Ah, uh, I mean, okay. Fair so enough. I think it's a little easier to hide things that are pre two thousand ten. Well, that's just unfortunate. Yeah, I think because I think it was Flake. Let me make sure it was Flake. Do you ever watch? Yeah, videos of like pimple popping. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listeners, what do you think? Do you ever watch videos of pimple popping? I try not to, but sometimes, sometimes I do, and then you just get stuck watching them, and you're like, "Oh no, that's so gross!" And then you just keep watching and watching. Oh no! Why are you doing yeah, that? Yeah, I don't. Well, so I don't like the the gooey ones, if that makes sense. But like, it's there's something really satisfying about watching like a blackhead removal or like an earwax removal. There's something that is just like, you know, it's gross, it's disgusting, and it makes you kind of feel better about yourself because you don't have one of these nasty giant things growing in your skin. But it's also like you know, like a train wreck. Like you can't look away, but you need to watch it get out. Mm-hmm. You need to, to have the full satisfaction of watching it be complete. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't understand. It's fine. <laughs> I'm alone in this. Zach, what do you think? Are you listening? <laughs> Tell us. Zach, sir, how's baseball? <laughs> Tell us. I like, I like. I just I woke up this morning and I had to tell my wife about the dream I was having just before she woke me up and it involved popping as it on Zach actually. <laughs> That's creepy. Like on somebody else. Well, it was like it was a big room full of people and there was something going on in the front of the room where someone was doing a big presentation of something and I was in the back going like I don't need to listen to this and then like right under my nipple was you know when you get on your chest like a big old 
zit. Oh yeah. 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 And so I was trying to, I was popping one of those and it was basically coming out through my nipple, almost like breast milk. And I like, <laughs> like I got it and I was like, Ooh, got it. And it like went shot across the room and it got on Zach's shorts. <laughs> and then I got him a napkin to wipe it up. Well, you're such a gentleman. Yeah, right. <laughs> I won't tell you what was going on in the front of the room, but it was someone t- teaching the rest of us how to wipe properly. Man, what is up with your dreams? <laughs> someone, someone we know too, who's who I'm not going to mention, but they were like sitting there with one of their kids, and they were just like <laughs> legs wide, going like, "So this is how you do it. Just really got to get in there." <laughs> Does this person in real life have an issue with this? Not that or do I you know think? Of. Do you just in your mind like have them like you're confident that they're like one of the best at this that they can instruct? I have them other in my people. head as someone who enjoys telling people what to do and <laughs> things like that. Uh, it's fantastic. And just like informing people that they're thinking about everything wrong and they really need to think about it in their way. So that's probably why they were giving this how to wipe your ass class. But I was too busy popping nipple zits to, to be bothered. Oh man, that's going as a possible title. Nipple zits. <laughs> this is our, uh, our friend with, uh, with dreadlocks. Oh Yeah. I don't think I know who that is. Yeah, you do. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm too far gone here to really think about that, but I'm sure it'll hit me tomorrow and I'll be like, oh, that person. Yeah, that's all right. We don't, we don't need to talk about who was teaching the how to wipe your ass class. <laughs> oh, but we do. We, we definitely, because in real life, would I pay for this class or is it just like a community college thing? Like oh, what's so going this, on? this, in this dream, it was specifically that the way that it was being explained to us was that we were all there for St. Mary's performance of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and these kids have worked really hard, so they deserve this. And so this is how you do it right. And they like, absolutely deserve this. <laughs> So, wiping their asses too. Yeah. So I still don't know if it was like they deserve it because um, we shouldn't stink when we're around them or if we were crew for the show or something or if we're setting a good example or I don't know. <laughs> Probably a little of all of it. We yeah. shouldn't stink when we're around the <laughs> the private school kids. I do my best. <laughs> I don't. You can fucking deal. This is what real life is, kids. Sometimes adults have stinky asses. Sometimes it's fine. they do. <laughs> Sometimes they do. Yeah, there's... I was thinking the other day about how certain people... You know how, like, some some bigger people, it's like, oh, well, man, you stink. And I know it's because <laughs> you're just... You have a hard time really getting in there and making sure everything's good. Yeah, but also I feel like like you should be aware of that and maybe have better hygiene. Uh, yeah, Just I saying. Totally agree because usually the stink is not because you're a sweater because that's one right. thing and that's an okay thing you can deal. But it's because you're not you can't wipe well and I just don't Right. I've never been really big and had trouble wiping my butt so I don't I don't know how <laughs> how that struggle is. You're amazing. <laughs> it's uh it's not a common struggle. I would okay. Say. All right. <laughs> Glad to hear it. She just brought me a shot. That's nice of her. Even though, no, I'm right. Thank you. I have a mixed drink. 
She's lovely. Um, so like, okay, and I'm, I honestly may have that problem. I guess there's no way to know, really. You've never smelled like <laughs> poop that I know of. Right. See, thank you. And I, for, henceforth, you have carte blanche to tell me if ever I do. Oh, like, cool. hey man, maybe you want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might want to go deal with something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I no, I the worst for me is like I get sweaty. You know, and I get sweaty in more places than a thin fellow would. Sure. And so sometimes, like, if that dries, it has kind of a different smell than B.O. It just has kind yep. of a sweat smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And and that happens sometimes. Um, but it, it, I, I think that I'm pretty good about not having that be outward. Like, I can smell it because I'm on me, but, like, most people aren't that close to me. Sure. But, like, I'm sure it happens sometimes where it's like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> like you're sweaty, you should go take a shower. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but it just they're, because they're then it's. I know that it's not even like once you hit a certain level of size thing, because there are people who are a little big but not that big who it's like, ooh, buddy, you've got some issues. And then there right. are people who are real, real big, and you're like, well, you just you're fine. You're just a normal clean person who doesn't smell like shit all the time right yeah so i don't don't know i feel i'm wondering if age has a factor with that because like there are a lot of old people that do kind of smell like that yeah but i feel like i'm not gonna forget how to wipe my ass when i get to a certain point maybe i'll just stop caring about it maybe that's what it is it could be like god no i'm not gonna do it more than three times no matter what happens (laughs) (laughs) not made of money yeah exactly you know, I mean, Howard Stern has a philosophy like he absolutely won't wipe more than twice. And if he needs to, he'll just take a shower. Is that true? And I'm like, yeah, well, that guy's got been... all kinds of free time that I guess. Right. Apparently, you know, or he's just so regular that he doesn't ever have to poo in public. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I could install him, that as a personal philosophy and do my best to live it out. But it's not going to work. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, because I often have to shit in public mm-hmm. or at work. In fact, every morning at about 830 to 840, I'm like, it's time for me to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm at work at seven. So I'm already there for like 90 minutes. So it's fine. I'll yeah. just. <laughs> it's okay. I just, have we ever talked about how I did my schedule when I worked at Lowe's? No. I was the world's worst Lowe's employee. So <laughs> I would walk in the doors and I would clock in and then I would go poop. And about. It was like 50-50 about whether I was going to actually poop or whether I was just going to sit in a stall for a while and play a game on my phone. Sure. So I'd clock in, go poop. And my poop breaks were like 15 to 20 minutes every single time. (laughs) So all right, clock in, poop, go do some work. After an hour and a half or so, it was going to be time for my 15-minute break. So clock out for that. No, so poop, then clock out for the 15-minute break. And go like sit in the break room and have the break, then clock back in, then go poop again, back to work. Same deal with lunch, poop, lunch, poop, back to work. (laughs) And so by the end of every single day, I had spent a good solid like two to three hours just sitting in a stall. (laughs) Pooping. Yeah, pooping. Just pooping. (laughs) Three out of eight hours were spent not actually working. According to my grandpa, that is called shitting yourself a break. <laughs> <laughs> and since, well, yeah, that, that, that only works in certain lines of work because since then, right. like 
if I if I were to do that all the time in my current my current two jobs, the only person I would be hurting is me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's a point when like there's seven or eight of you, uh-huh. you know, at a time on a shift that is like ah fuck it, whatever. Oh, it's gonna take a big ass shit for a long, long time. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Now it's like if I go poop a hundred times a day, it's just first of all, More everyone are, for you. Everyone around me because there's not a lot of people around me. Everyone around me you're like, Are you <laughs> sick? What's going on with and, you? And they're gonna notice your absence. Yep. And then yeah. Because I have given one of my assistants very specific permission to think this about me. Because I don't remember why it came up. Oh, it came up because I said it about Sean Carrington. We couldn't find him. We were in the middle of a work day or something, and no one could find him. And so I just, I just said it was like, well, he's probably pooping. And then she goes, well, how do you know that? And I go, I don't know. That. Well, no one knows where he is. Yeah, yeah. no one knows where the he is. The next logical thought. Yeah. So if no one knows where you are, it is reasonable to assume that you were pooping. And so she, since then she's, she's, she said, can I like think that about you? And I was like, yeah, totally. So then since then it comes up, if you can't find me for an extended period of time, you are allowed to think that I am pooping. And you've looked at all the places where Mm -hmm. I might be. If I'm not pooping, then yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good assumption to make. I think I don't care if you assume I'm pooping, go for it. Yeah. It's my life. I'll poop as much as I want. (laughs) <laughs> oh man yeah I mean it's one of those things. I mean everybody poops damn it they absolutely do do you want more do you okay cause... I don't you're fine you can take it thank you I said that into the the collars <laughs> she was gonna try and be nice I probably could have more I could probably also not I'm okay more uh, whiskey <laughs> maybe one more well there's only one more okay no go ahead then there's only one more shot. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I love, I love you too. Enjoy. She was being nice. We Today was a bad day. We were outside of our window. Not a bad day. It was a day of us being bad. Mm. And she actually started out very good. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get some whiskey. And she was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, everything changed with the kid, but this used to be this used to be how my wife and I were. Where it'd just be like, we're trying to like be good on a diet and stuff like that. And then one night, I just go, you know, what would be really good for dinner? Totino's pizza rolls. Yes. And then she'd be like, oh. love those. You can't do that with the kid. Well, just it changed. It kind of changed <laughs> how our how our diets went. We weren't allowed to just eat tons of Totino's pizza rolls and drink until we were sick, and then just be like, "Let's go to bed," because <laughs> we had this other human to take care of. Mostly, it died when she works. was pregnant because she just started eating clean all the time, and she was pregnant like a weirdo. For a good reason, but yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say as a person who will presumably never have to be pregnant. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> I told her, though. I We have a deal. Like, if that ever becomes a thing, I would absolutely do that for her. Well, that's nice of you. I mean, because it's, it's unfair. That, it is, that though, I agree. One, you know. Yeah. I totally agree I would, that's uh, unfair. Yeah, I would do that. She has to deal with the consequences, though, of ruining my penis. Because mm-hmm. that's how it has to come out. That's true. 
It's it's how it has to. It's the rule. Yeah, right? it's rule. Even if even if Give you're a, a candidate for a cesarean, no sir. Right? No, no. We're going all natural, babe. It's gonna <laughs> blow out like the shotgun in a cartoon, in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we so that was actually something that was at our at the surprise party. They were playing old Looney Tunes and, and Merry Melodies, and I had no idea that there were actual in existence Daffy Duck Nazi cartoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. Like, I knew they were bad, you know, but, like, I didn't know they were like that. Like, holy shit. I remember this with the with the ducks being the planes. Dude, so that there were, like, two of them that played back-to-back. Like, one of them, like, had actual, like, Hitler. Daffy Duck versus like, Adolf Hitler. Yeah, and, like, so Hitler was there, and then, like, Daffy Duck was, like, an American soldier, but he was, like, behind enemy lines, and so, like, there was a bunch of fucking, like, Nazi stuff and, like, actual Hitler, and he, like, had to, like, spoil his big plans and shit. Like, oh. I was watching this going, like, holy shit, like, does nobody else see, like, <laughs> Daffy Duck and Hitler right now? And they were all like, yeah, yeah, we don't care, we're doing other shit. And I was like, okay, but, like, this is some bullshit. Oh, like, yeah. I think Mel Blanc was a Jew, so he was kind of right there with uh, Dr. Seuss, also hated Hitler. And he was a political right. cartoonist during um, World yeah. War One. Well, and that's just it. Like, that that's a thing that they were dealing with mm-hmm. at the time. You know? So, like, I mean, I get that. And and cartoons and mixed media in general is, is a way, and it should be a way, and art should be a way to express that. And to also show the nation, like, hey, like, they're, you know there's light on the other side and there are other ways to deal with this, you know, like, cause it does kind of like take away from the, the seriousness of Hitler when you have Daffy duck fighting him. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and when he's losing to Daffy duck, like that's great. But at the same time, like being so far past that as a society, it's like, Whoa, yeah, like what, you know, like this is stuff that you let your children watch. Yeah, Mel Blanc was Jewish, so this was this yeah. was uh, this was a big thing where the people who were secretly Jewish, like Dr. Seuss and Mel Blanc, were able to sneak more of that stuff in—the "We Hate Hitler" stuff—in <laughs> there than other people yeah. were, because it was more important to them to do so. And they'd already made a name for themselves, and it's like, yeah, like we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna honor this shit. I yeah. read the other day that uh, Dr. Seuss was actually initially Seuss. But it rhymed better as Seuss, and people kept mispronouncing it anyway, so he just fucking changed it. Huh. Well, it's not real. He's Geisel, right? Yeah, Geisel. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but it was supposed to be Oh, his middle Sois. name is Seuss. Seuss? Yeah. He's, he's Theodore Seuss Geisel. Seuss Geisel. Hmm. Which sounds great as a name by itself. Yeah. Seuss Geisel. It sure does. He had some great political cartoons. I did. Yeah. Uh, I also did a thesis on political cartoons, and uh, thesis is a, is a strong cartoons and rock music. Yeah, it's, it's in a different school year, but thesis is a strong word for what I did. I remember that my this is one of the few times where my mom like went in and started chewing out a teacher on my behalf, and it it was for the right reasons. So. <laughs> My thesis, like this was one of these open-ended projects and it was just like final project for the year. It's very open-ended something, something history. So my, what I set out to do was I set out to sort of document how political cartoons dealt with the major issues going on during the world wars. And I did that. Okay. And then I got like a C on it. 
And so when my mom asked, why did he get a C? There's everything's fine. The answer was, I just thought that he was able to do something that was more in depth. (laughs) You asshole. And so my mom was like, well, wait a minute. Did you assign him to do something more in depth? Well, no. (laughs) Did did you say open-ended blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Did he complete the project he set out to complete? Yes. yes. But he didn't do something to your satisfaction? No, because he could have something done something more complex. That's well, so subjective, you <laughs> asshole. Then he should have assigned something more complex, I guess. But yeah, that was where she was like, what the hell are you... It, obviously, it's middle school, so the grades don't really matter. They don't really move on from there. Sure. That was one of the few times in my life where I was like, yeah, mom, thanks for having my back about this. <laughs> Because I did exactly what I set out to do. <laughs> I'm so sorry she thought I was able to do more. And I was able to do more. I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> why so I didn't set myself up for that failure. No, you did the assignment, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> it was some whatever PowerPoint presentation that was basically just like, here's a bunch of political cartoons. Yeah. And this is what they mean, kind of. Mm -hmm. So for interpretation, just like this assignment. Booyah! (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) That was Miss uh, Kirshen. Weird. I went to an elementary school that was named Kirshen in Modesto. What? Like K-O-E? K-I-R-S-C-H-E-N. Kirshen Elementary. Uh, This is a different person. No, no, no. Yeah. There might not have been a C in that one. That's terrible, though. What a name. Her husband was head of, he was director of education for like all of the Lutheran schools in the state or something. Cause this was a Lutheran school. Ah, uh, gotcha. Let's see. I'll look her up. See if I can find anything about her. Uh, can I misspell her name? Yes, I can. Oh yeah. There she is. She's all over the place. Just look her up. There she is. <laughs> Woo! I think. <laughs> so I, t- I typed in Miss Korshin, K O R S H E N, and it and Google says, "Did you mean Lars Korshin, oh. Ms. Martian, oh. Ms. Kitchen, Miss mm. Kirsch?" <laughs> Let's learn about Miss Kitchen. <laughs> Let's learn about Mrs. Martian. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Martian. Oh, she's. She's a, a fictional superheroine appearing in American comic books published by DC. Oh. Miss Played Kitchen. by Danica McKellar in something. Teen Titans, perhaps? No one knows. Tell, tell me about... <laughs> no one knows. Some people know. <laughs> tell us about Miss Kitchen. Well, Miss Kitchen is the name of a lot of little bougie restaurants. It's the name of a, some competition in Canada. The Miss Kitchen competition. And that's about it. Other than that, I'm getting a lot of blogs. Oh, so man. how did you spell Kirshen on your end? Uh, her name is K-O-E-R-S-C-H-E-N. Weird. My elementary, I typed in Kirshen, and it came up with the exact elementary in Modesto. Harriet Kirshen Elementary. Harriet Kirshen, who's she? Uh, she was the founder of 
uh, I don't know actually who she was. That's interesting. I had lunch with her one time as part of a student of the week campaign. Oh, she was still alive when you were. She was. There? She was like in her nineties, um, huh. and it was awkward. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't imagine when you're going to an elementary school, it would be very fun to to have lunch with a ninety year old woman. No, I actually I got a big kick out of it, but she was okay. not in it for what I was in it for. I was like, "Tell me your life, tell me your, <laughs> tell me your whole story." Tell me, and she was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm just here to take pictures." <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> like she didn't really say that, but she like it completely took her back when I was like, "Please tell me a story about your life." <laughs> <laughs> I think back about. I think back about um, so when I was probably in fourth or fifth grade, we had to interview one of our ancestors to learn about history. And so I went with a little tape recorder to my grandparents' house and I interviewed my grandmother about like her life as a child. And just thinking back, that must have been really awkward insulting for them. To- yeah because at the time she was in her late 50s early 60s she wasn't an ancient woman by any means but the way the assignment was sort of set up was like yeah go go interview an old person before they die tomorrow because then their stories will be gone and so i'm sure that tape exists somewhere but like how insulting for my grandmother Because I think in like three years or four years or something, Holly's probably going to end up with an assignment like that. And she's going to go have to interview one of my, like my in-laws or my mom. Yeah. And it's going to be, they're going to be too young to be like, well, here's the deal. I am your ancestor. And <laughs> <laughs> this is what my life was like way yes. before you were born. Yes. <clears throat> Although my grandma so I did. Can't... Go ahead. Good. My grandma did cover that uh, in school they learned the three R's. Reading, Which are? Reading, writing, and arithmetic. <laughs> so so two of them are not R's. Right. But they learned them as three yeah, R's. They learned them as the three, three R's. Um, I can't find anything on the woman. Me either. Very incursion. But I can find tons and tons of shit about the school, the I'm, elementary school. I'm seeing a lot of low ratings. Yeah, no, it's bad. It was in the ghetto. Uh, <clears throat> and this was, you know, fucking 30 years ago at this point almost. I went to uh, the second half of kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and third grade at that school. Huh. And it was a year-round elementary. And then I moved to Fremont, where it was a traditional. Um, and I did fourth, fifth, and the first month or so of sixth grade. And then we moved to Manteca. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I came to Manteca in October of sixth grade. So, of uh, 1996, which you were probably just being born. I was six years old. <laughs> ah, okay. Oh, that's fair. Um, do you know where they, would you like to guess how they rank as far as public elementary schools in California? Um, is it by attendance or is it by scores on some fucking test? I haven't clicked the link yet, but I have a number where they are oh, on the okay. list. Wanted, oh, I uh, thought you meant how they rank. Yeah, oh, tell no. me how Harriet Kirshen Elementary ranks. Oh, no, just just take a guess. Probably like 
as far as like worst goes, probably like in the low forties. <laughs> so <laughs> like I don't know. They are ranked as the five thousand thirty second best public elementary school in California. Hey, at least hey, they've got hey. that good. in California. Not in even California. in the country. Nope. In in the state of California. In the state of California. Out of how many? I don't have those numbers in front of me, <laughs> but there are 5,031 schools that are better. Ah, that's lovely. What about, okay, so 5,331, you said? Five, just 5,032. 31. 50, 32. Okay. So 50, 31. Yeah. Right. Okay. So 5,032. What about Hirsch Elementary Let's in see. Fremont? Um, let, me, let me go ahead and look it up. I probably misspelled Hirsch. H-I-R-S-C-H. That's what I got wrong. Not even on the list. <laughs> Maybe I misspelled it. Maybe it's just H-I-R-S-H. H-I-R-S-H. In Fremont. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so let's see. I have to find that same... All right, school ratings ranking. <laughs> Hello. Hello, hi. Hello. Uh, I can't find that same website. It's number seven in Fremont. Right on. I think there are only seven. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a good track record here. <laughs> <coughs> When I lived in Fremont, I lived uh, in an apartment complex right next to a uh, cemetery that had a crematorium there. And so I forever have in my brain the smell of uh, crematorium. It's a very, very distinct smell. 394. Out of the state? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, talk about an improvement. (laughs) By about 5,000. Yeah, just about. Holy shit. And then what about uh, George McParland Elementary School? Who I also met because of a student of the year thing. State rank. <laughs> um, student of the year, student of the month, two thousand over someone one hundred and eighty-eight. All right, so I've got a good average. I've got an average of around um, about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely, man! I uh, I'm glad I didn't know these things while I was at these schools. Uh, that would have yeah these this information t- guaranteed was not available to your parents at the time no not that it would have changed anything right but yeah on saturday's test they are 2188th so oh that's where we're getting this on standardized testing that's how standardized test standardized testing <laughs> didn't even exist when i was at fucking hirsch and, you didn't take uh, the sat so okay we took the star test at McParland when I was in sixth grade and seventh grade and eighth grade. Um, but we did not take it at uh, Hirsch and we certainly didn't take it at uh, Kirshen. So when I was in elementary school, every single year we would take what they called, what they told us was called the SAT. 
Huh. So I took the SAT from like first grade through eighth grade. And then when I got to high school and everyone was real worried about the SAT for getting into college, I was real, I was very confused. Like, what do you, we take this test every year. Why are you so worried about this SAT thing? But it turns out that that's the Stanford aptitude test or something. And then I took the student aptitude test. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't know, but I took the SAT every single year. That is interesting. Uh, yeah, we took the STAR test. We I never took an SAT, not even the Stanford Aptitude one. I never took like the college placement or anything like that. Um, but I did get, based on my scores in the SCAR, the STAR test in 8th grade, I think it was, or 7th grade, I got a $1,000 scholarship to be used towards anything that I wanted with regards to higher education. So it was basically just a check hmm. that they issued when I started going to Delta. They just, uh, they were like, here, here's 500 bucks or here, here's fucking 550 bucks. And then I think now there's still like $30 on it that has been accruing some sort of weird interest. It's probably up to like 50 bucks now. (laughs) (laughs) How do I find that? Where can I get that money? I don't know. Come on, bitch. I don't know. So it turns out what I took was I took the Stanford achievement test series, which is a set of standardized achievement tests used by school districts from kindergarten through high school. And it is not to be confused with the SAT college admission test published (laughs) by the college board, which is the scholastic aptitude test. Uh, Okay. Gotcha. So I think it's similar to the star test, Yeah, but it's a very short article. So it doesn't sound like I was really taking a test that was uh, worth a shit. I mean, it, you know, I don't know. I feel like you had not necessarily a better education, but I feel like you had an education that was more geared towards making you a proper adult. It was different for sure. It was different from everybody I went to high school with too. Right. Right. But then, but you know, but then I look back at like the methodologies and it was all very strange. So yes, I was writing a thesis paper at age 13, but also my geography class was my teacher wandering around in front of a map, pointing at countries telling us the name of the country and the capital and then just telling us whatever fact he happened to know about that country. <laughs> the fact is in air quotes. Yeah, this is um, the UAE, also known as United Arab Emirates. The capital is Dubai. Um, so weird thing about this country, it was started by a bunch of guys who an emirate is like a, a warlord or something like that. But there's a bunch of guys that made a lot of money on oil and they decided to start their own country that wasn't the same as Saudi Arabia. So there you go. <laughs> so there's that. And then moving on. So like, so Remember that on a test. <laughs> to this day, I can find UAE on a map because I know it's connected to Saudi Arabia since it's broke off from Saudi Arabia. The capital is Dubai. Why do I know that uh, beyond that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love like that sort of stuff. Like, well, we have to teach you this, so you have to learn this by any means necessary. Okay. But what is that <laughs> the fucking practical usage of this in my real life? It doesn't matter. There is none. But you have to know this or I'm not doing my job and my school's not going to get money. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like going to a Christian school, we had a religion class. And as part of the religion class, every week we would get a Bible verse that we had to memorize. And then 
it would Did it go like, in order? No, it was random throughout stuff, but it would be like, here's the Bible verse. So you had to memorize what was in the Bible verse word for word. And then the book chapter and verse that it was. Then there was a section below it called, what does this mean? And it would be an explanation of the Bible verse. Okay. However, that part, here's how the test went. You had to write out word for word, the Bible verse, the book chapter and verse, and the, what does this mean part? So word for word, word for word. So none of us spent any time like actually thinking about what the Bible verse meant and like trying to just memorizing which word came after which, which word. Uh, Yeah. I would memorize it word, one word at a time. (laughs) I'd be like, I'd get up to one point. Like this is the best. Okay. This is the best. This is the best. (laughs) And rewrite that. This is the best time of, okay. This is the best time of, this is the best time of. Just all the way through the what does this mean section, so it just did me no good. I don't I don't remember what any of the Bible verses mean. But you can spout them from front to back. <laughs> I can't do that either. <laughs> I have the hiccups. Forgive me. I'm uh, gonna have some peanut butter. Okay. Ooh. And that'll that'll it's, help. It's one hundred percent effective against all hiccups. Interesting. I could have used that yesterday. Yeah. The trick is not to chew it too much. You don't want it to, to get it too mixed in with saliva, but you want it to coat your glottis. Oh, okay. So I uh, I went to a party at our friend Jesse's house on, on Friday night. Yeah. And it was a great party. There was a little bit of beer pong, a lot of shots and stuff. And then um, at a certain point, and I, I wish I knew what time it was that someone had the bright idea that we should all start playing poker, but we all started playing poker. And then next thing I know, I looked at the at my watch and it was like three in the morning. <laughs> oh shit! I've been at this party a really long time. So then I I like I stopped playing poker because I ran out of money that I was willing to spend on poker, and started playing darts for a while. And then while I was playing darts, I ended up getting the hiccups, which is what I do if I've been at a party way too long drinking beer. Right. I get the hiccups every single time. And so then I left the party, I went home, and I had the hiccups all the way home, had the hiccups getting into bed and going to sleep. I assume I did not hiccup throughout the night asleep. But I woke up the next morning, and like, first things first, I started hiccuping again. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Just put this on pause, I guess, <laughs> until the morning. And then I What's kinda, your preferred method of getting rid of hiccups? I hold my breath a lot and swallow water while holding my breath. Ah, gotcha. Because I have a method of yeah, curing try, try hiccups. Some next time. I should do that. So I do have a method of curing hiccups that only works for other people because it only works until you know that it's bullshit. <laughs> the upside down spoon thing? No, it's um, take a mouthful of water, put your head between your knees, pull down on your earlobes, and swallow. That is weird. It's very weird. I I have a couple of people for whom I have helped through the hiccups with that, and to this day they still will text me. Sometimes it'd be like, "Hey, what was that? What was that foolproof hiccup cure that you had? Because it works for me every time." And so I I will never tell them, "Hey, this is bullshit. That's total bullshit. You just because <laughs> if it works, it works, man. If it works, it works, and I'm not gonna actually." So I say, ah, yes, here's my foolproof hiccup cure. (laughs) But no, next time, yeah. Yeah, peanut butter. I love peanut peanut butter. butter is not even a placebo. It's just a a physiological response to having your glottis be coated with something. 
Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. You can sometimes do it with like a spoon of sugar. Like if you eat like a packet of sugar or whatever, just like a spoon of like raw sugar granules. And that's like a defense mechanism so your body doesn't breathe in that sugar. But with the, the peanut butter, it's a lot less likely that you're going to choke. Okay. 